Have you ever wondered as a professional Christian woman if it's appropriate to share your faith at work? Is it expected of you as a follower of Christ? Today, I'm digging into God's word to help answer those two questions, along with equipping you with three specific scriptures to help you discern whether or not you're being spirit-led to share your faith. Hey, professional lady, welcome to the Bold Faith and Fashion podcast. Do you want to look polished when you're on the clock and put together when you're not? Are you ready to streamline and customize your closet so that every piece you own looks amazing on your right now body? Most of all, do you want to confidently stand out and point others to Jesus? Hey, I'm Ashleyana, and I too used to struggle with my closet and my confidence to stand out as a Christian woman. Most stylists will tell you that your beauty shines through when you know how to dress the outside, but what I found is that as a daughter of King Jesus, we are called to shine from the inside out in how we dress and how we act out who we believe we are. When we do this, dressing goes from look at me to look at him. On this podcast, I focus on putting on Christ before putting on an outfit. I also use my 10 plus years of styling expertise to teach you how to build a business to casual capsule wardrobe using my core style method. Grab a hot coffee and tune in while you get ready for work to turn up your shine. If you are a little bit of a nerd like I am and you love to look at data analysis or you love to look at different types of studies and research done, then you are definitely going to be familiar with Barna research, especially because a lot of their research is centered around uh, Christianity and our current culture. In one study that was conducted, they found that Christians believe that their responsibilities in the workplace are as follows. First, they are to act ethically, that is 82%. They are to always speak the truth, 74%. Demonstrate morality, 72%. Make friends with non-Christians, 66%. Practice humility, 63%. Withstand temptation, 59%. Do excellent work to glorify God, 58%. Serve others, 53%. Speak out against unfairness or injustice, 53%. Help bring grace and peace to others, 48%. Help mold the culture of my workplace, 35%. Share the gospel, 24%. It's really interesting because I think at times when we think about the workplace, it's much easier to do the things that society expects us to do as Christians, which, you know, telling the truth and acting ethically Um, having our actions speak louder than our words, right? Being friendly and humble. Those are all things that I think the culture expects us to do anyway, and they expect non-Christians to do that as well. What's interesting though is where it seems like it gets hard based on these statistics is when it's actually when we're called to open our mouths and to speak up, like speaking out against the unfairness or injustice was more like 53% or serving others, 53%, bringing peace And grace to others is 48%. Molding the culture of the workplace is only 35%. And sharing the gospel is 24%. A lot of those things that start to drop in the percentages of what um, Christians feel their responsibilities are within the workplace have a lot to do with the words we speak and how we call out truth and injustice. And that doesn't surprise me because as a professional woman who has worked 
in a company that is more culturally led, this is definitely a challenge to be able to bring up my testimony or my faith because especially in what I was doing, it wasn't something I could um, actually bring up to my clients unless they brought it up to me. That was a company rule standard. That was something I could get um, reprimanded for and not just myself. I think it was anybody of any faith, right? Uh, So I had to be careful around that among other reasons. So there are things like that when you're in a work context, especially one where it's not your own business. Now I'm my own CEO, right? Like I am the CEO of Bold Faith and Fashion. I can speak however I want to speak because the person I'm answering to is Jesus. He's my chairman of the board (laughs) and he's totally cool with me sharing the gospel. But uh, the point is, is this is something that is really challenging. And really, the question is, is the workplace even the place to be sharing the gospel at all? Well, let's take a look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So in this verse, Jesus is instructing believers to go out and share the gospel with all of creation, all the world, right? And... I don't really know that all is an exclusive phrase. It really feels like it means what it says, like he means all. So sharing our testimony, sharing our faith is not only not an option, but it is a commandment given to us as believers with that in mind, that we are to ensure that at every opportunity, we are sharing our faith. We are sharing the gospel with others. And it does seem like, again, all would potentially include the workplace, right? Now, why? Why did Jesus say all? Why didn't he give more exclusions and exceptions? Well, the first reason is in Acts 19.20. It says, So the word of the Lord can continue to increase and prevail mightily. Sharing our testimony creates high impact and effectiveness in advancing the kingdom of God and impacting the lives of others as the word of the Lord increases through our faithful witness. And when we do that, it is interesting how things start to shift culturally within the context of our family, within the context of our community, within the context of our church, and yeah, even in the context of our workplace. So there are three main goals when it comes to sharing your testimony. The first is to edify God. 1 Peter 3.15 states, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So in this verse, we are instructed to be ready to share our testimony when asked, and we are asked to do it with gentleness and respect toward others. This verse also emphasizes the importance to being a witness of Christ and the hope that we have because of him. And the other thing that's great about this is if you think about the way that this is stated, it says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. I feel like this is a really good hint for us to know when to share what God is doing in our lives or to share how God has transformed something 
in our lives. This could even be something as simple as, how is it that you are so organized? It could be something as simple as that kind of a question. Because for me, that is something that God has had to redeem in my life. Organization and time management. Because I had a disordered heart around it. And so that is something that I can testify to how God is good and faithful in leading me even in those types of things that are seemingly small. The second goal of sharing your faith is to inspire others to submit their lives to Jesus. Acts 22.15 states, For you will be his witness to all people of what you had seen and heard. There's that word all again, <laughs> telling us all people. So that includes your co-workers. In this particular passage, this is when Paul is being commissioned by Ananias to share his testimony of what he had seen and heard from the Lord. The emphasis here is that we are called to be witnesses for Christ, sharing how we have personally experienced and witnessed his work in our lives as a testimony to others as a way to draw them in and see that they can have that same transformation. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15 and 16 states, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But there, for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. I love the scripture to go under the point of inspiring others to submit their lives to Jesus. The way that Paul states that he is the worst of sinners is a true, like he's being humble here. He's not, it's not a false humility. But when we really stop to think about who we were as believers before Christ came and transformed us, we know how dark, like how much darkness we were in. And so to be able to authentically express that to someone is so powerful. And it shows them that even if they are feeling like they are so far from God, that they can still have a relationship with him because you are there demonstrating that you have a relationship with him and you are speaking and testifying with your words and also hopefully write your actions as well. The third goal of sharing your testimony is to edify the church and encourage other believers. 1 John 1.3 says that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. Here in this verse it points out that our testimony helps to build fellowship and community with other believers. And it highlights the unity and connection that comes from sharing our personal experiences with one another as believers so that we can hold on to hope, knowing that God is a God of miracles. God is a God who answers prayers. We don't always know the will of the Father and we don't hardly ever know, if ever, why things turn out the way they turn out. So as believers, it's important for us to share with one another our experiences of prayers that went the way that we hoped they would and prayers that didn't. 
because we can, in those moments with those testimonies, support one another and help each other to continue to trust in the Lord and his will, his way, his knowledge, and his purposes. So when you look at scripture and you keep in mind the commandment that Jesus has given us to preach the gospel to all the nations and all creation and all the world, and then you think about what happens when you share your testimony, which is you, one, edify God, and or two, inspire others to submit their lives to Jesus, and or three, edify the church and encourage other believers, you can probably see the argument for being open to the Holy Spirit's prompting to share your faith at work. So let's break this down. There are two types of testimonies that you can give. One is your journey to Jesus, your transition from death to life. This is the moment that you decided you were going to give your life to Christ. And there's going to be a certain amount of drama for some people. And there are a lot of believers who grew up in the church who maybe accepted Christ at a very young age, who sometimes feel really insecure about their journey to Jesus testimony because it was, I just knew in my heart at four years old that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. I just knew. And that doesn't feel glamorous enough. Like, oh my gosh, my my story just isn't as cool or it's not as impactful. It's not because your story isn't impactful. It's absolutely impactful. And if you talk to new believers who have young children who grew up in darkness, I guarantee that your testimony that your parents love Jesus and took you to church and that you accepted Jesus at a young age will be a powerful testimony to a couple who walked in darkness and had to go through hell in order to find Jesus. They will not want that for their child. So trust me, your journey to Jesus is just as powerful and impactful as someone else who had a lot to overcome. Very soon, in the next few episodes, I will be sharing my journey to Jesus. So look forward to that because I had a moment. I was 21 years old and may even get emotional when I talk about it. And there's a lot of you like me who know Christ now, but didn't know Christ growing up. And you did. You walked through a lot of darkness. And so your testimony is going to be one that very powerfully impacts other people who are walking through darkness the way that you did. The second type of testimony is what I like to call your ongoing testimony. This is the sanctification process that you're going through. And so each of us has things in our lives that God is working on to help us to see more clearly, to help us to change things in our lives that are old thought patterns or old behaviors that are not serving his kingdom and that ultimately are not serving us and the people around us. And I can tell you right now that 
the Lord has transformed my marriage. The Lord has transformed my parenting. The Lord has transformed the way that I think about certain types of things in the world over time. None of this happened in, you know, an overnight thing for me. There was the thing that was overnight for me was I was lost and broken and and I felt unloved. And when I accepted Jesus, I was found. I knew I was unconditionally loved and I knew I was chosen. That's what changed for me. And of course, that began the sanctification process. And those are the little things that we need to be keeping track of so that we can authentically and naturally be sharing with our coworkers and clients as the Holy Spirit gives us opportunities and promptings to share those things. So how? How do we know that we are being prompted? How do we know that we are operating in the Spirit? The first verse that I have for you, I've promised three, and the first verse is Ephesians 4.29. Essentially, the words we use are to be to the benefit of the one we are speaking to. It shouldn't elevate you and put them down, but it should be for their encouragement and for their building up. The second verse is 1 Corinthians 13, 6. And essentially what this is saying is that the words that we choose are to be rooted in what is true, not in what may or may not hurt a person's ego or feelings, because when you love someone, you tell them the truth. Dishonesty is unloving and abusive. The third verse is 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15. And this verse tells us, that the way we state the words we choose are to be in a respectful and gentle way. Speak the truth because you're motivated by love. Speak the truth and if it's coming from the Spirit, the fruit of what you're saying will be love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We share the gospel because We love the people who Christ died for. We speak God's truth because of his love. And we do it in a way that clearly and unapologetically communicates both truth and love. Ladies, I'm going to close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us the free gift of grace through your son, Jesus. Father, I really just pray for the opportunities in the workplace, in public places all around, no matter where it may be, to share our testimonies and how you have showed up for us and how you have brought us from death to life and how you have changed even these little micro things in our lives, in our thought patterns, in our relationships. Lord, I just pray that every professional woman listening would come to you in prayer and ask for a sensitive spirit to knowing when you have called them to share their testimonies of faith and your goodness and your grace and your mercy in every context, but especially in the places that it is the most difficult, including the workplace. I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 
Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another professional woman who may be praying for the confidence to stand out at work and shine for Jesus? Also, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to know that you're getting the encouragement and tools you need to feel confident in whose you are and what you're wearing. Want to connect with me sooner than next week when the next episode airs? Join me on Facebook in my free group, Business to Casual Capsule Wardrobe for Professional Women.